All right. All right. We're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Pendergast podcast. I'm your host, Chris Show Simcoe. Jules will be on here in a few minutes. And today, uh, it's an honor to sit down with Eli. Um, so how you doing, Eli? I'm living the dream. How about you? Yeah, man. Doing good. Doing good. Work this morning. Uh, come off to do this. And then obviously, you know, we talked about this earlier. I got to head back. But yeah, it's, it's been good, man. Um, so yeah, so I know you do woods racings and some Moto America. So why don't we start off by introducing yourself, how you got into motorcycles and all that good stuff. Yeah, so hey, I'll just start off. My name is Eli Block. Uh, Facebook, I'm Eli Colby because they didn't accept Block as a last name. So that's why that confusion is there. Um, I guess, oh, I did think about that now. I used to get called, I get called Bingus up aloud sometimes. Bingus. That's what like I like it. Bingus, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> um so I started racing in, or start riding at least in late 2017. Uh, my dad was a coach for Penguin Road Racing School up in the Northeast. And, you know, I grew up, uh, ever since I was two and a half years old, my dad had me on a bike with training wheels and I just never got into it. Um, uh, at seven years old, I started go-karting. And from seven to 14, I was uh, locally one of the top carters and got offers from national kart teams to join them. and. You know, I started testing and just didn't enjoy it. It kind of just turned it into not being fun. So I would help working at the Penguin Reducing School with, uh, I would work the gate at some of the local tracks. And, you know, one day I was super bored. My dad said, hey, you're doing this track day next uh, next month. I don't care what you're saying. Like, you're going to try it out. So tried it out, fell in love with it. And, you know, just over the last, what, oh, God, six years now, uh, I've just been racing uh, picked up woods racing about two and a half years ago. I've been loving doing that. It's good cross training and yeah, I'm loving it every single moment. That's that. That's awesome, man. So you um, tell us about how did you get into the whole woods racing thing? So I've always grown up. If it's not at a racetrack, it's at a woods race. Just, you know, my dad used to be an enduro guy. Um, you know, no matter what in my life, there's been motorcycles, there's been racing, there's been most motocross or supercross on the team, there's been MotoGP, there's been GNCCs, I would go to GNCCs, the Grand National Cross Country Races every year in Unadilla, New York, uh, Unadilla motocross track, and I always grew up watching that stuff, and I was like, ah, I always thought, you know, I, I was big into, as a, like an only child, I always had like those I'd keep myself company by just like thinking about, oh man, that would be sick if I did that. And I would have like daydreams about it. And then I think that I was big into the thoughts of things. I just didn't actually want to do it. I was, the thought of it was pretty cool. So then over time I started like, you know, I should try this woods racing thing, you know, at least try it out, give it a shot, see if I really like it. I bought a dirt bike from my dad's friend and just started doing it. It was a big challenge. i Usually with a few of my friends hate me because everything I do, I'm, I am I can pick it up pretty quick. And this thing, I could not motocross. It took me, it took me a little bit. I was doing okay, but you know, it took me longer than I expected to start picking it up. And especially in the woods, because there's two different types of kind of riding styles there between motocross where it's more speed and you got more jumps and it's different compared to woods racing where there's speed, but you got to be more technical in some areas in more aspects than motocross so it's just it keeps my brain going when i'm not on the uh, road race course yeah and you know 
what a what an awesome way to train, man. Um, I, I did some trail riding. That's actually how I hurt my wrist, and I need another wrist surgery. But that's mm. that's for another time. But yeah, it's uh, listen, the training out there in the woods, uh, man, it's so physical. We we had talked about this earlier, uh, before we started the podcast. Um, and the way you ride in the woods translates over to to the road racing bike too, especially your body positioning, right? Um, oh, yeah. The way you you weigh the the foot pegs outside and inside, um, there's tight little trails you got to cut through, and and uh, when you're sitting there watching it, you don't realize how fast they're going. When you're out there in the woods, man, so, some of you guys are just flying, and uh, me, I would definitely be that smack a tree guy, right? Um, oh, I mean, that's why I did. I I love I love trees. You know, they're they're good until they <laughs> jump out in front of you. <laughs> right 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 yeah so what's up mark sherman from cfe and my buddy jonathan watching shane what's going on so yeah it's uh man so how did you um transition all that into road racing so i never went out at the aspect of that like i'm gonna use this i'm gonna go ride woods for the fact that it's gonna make it better in the road uh, on the road it's just more like you know, I think this, the really thing that made a big difference was just this fitness. Like, the fitness was crazy, as we talked about earlier. The fitness, yeah. like, my back strength is a lot better because, you know, if you're in attack position for two hours, it, your back and your legs are going to get super strong. So, it taught me how to be lighter on the bars, like, just practice things. Like, you got to be light on the bars. You got to be, you know, use your whole body. You can't be using your top of the, your body and not moving your legs because then that's going to cause something else. So it just kind of just is constant reminders, not even knowing that you're doing it, that you're still practicing the same concept, just in a different atmosphere. Absolutely. Right. And yeah, it all goes hand in hand. You want it to be just second nature. Nature. You don't want to think about it, especially when you're out there on speed on, on the race course, right? You just want it to come second hand so dude listen we got a question from hank miller what's going on hank appreciate you watching he says was watching some of your supermoto footage how hard is it to transition from leg out mx on the sm to knee dragging on the road race machine so the biggest thing was i started off road racing so i kind of i mean like i rode pit bikes at my house but it's like the biggest thing was i started first knee dragging so and i've known all about kind of motocross and everything else how to ride that way with a five positioning but i was so deep into road racing by the time i fully got into motocross on big bikes where that was just second nature for me by then but um it's nothing you know in theory they're the same thing you know you're weighting the pegs you're out uh other than it's kind of like flat track i would say motocross is more of a flat track position where you pop, uh, opposite pushing down yeah but um yeah there wasn't i never struggled you know, with that uh transition because it's just second nature but i could see how if you started in motocross and you're trying to get into that feeling of dragon knee it's a whole different feeling oh yeah for sure I, everybody uh watching and listening and and will never forget their first knee drag right that you you made you felt like i'm valentino rossi i made it right i'm so fast and no, no you're not right you just you just drug your knee uh mm -hmm. yeah it's it, it's a special feeling the, the first time you do it um and especially on a motocross 
bike too as well, right? When you hit that right berm and you're just you're sitting up top, you're throwing it down, your legs completely out, and you just rail that corner. You're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, that's yes, it's it's nothing like it. Uh I man, I, I rode, like I said, growing up riding dirt bikes. Uh I never did motocross tracks really i never really did like a whole big jumps like i'm scared shitless of doubles and triples I'm right on the outside of them right um mm. i couldn't imagine um you know that so obviously you, you do doubles and triples yeah you know our local track it's like nothing crazy we got a few um i think they got like a 75 foot double then we got like the big our big table is like 125 feet but it's like you know in over time, once you start getting used to it, it's just like, as I said before, it's like second nature. Like once you, right. once you get the feeling for it the first time, you're like, you know, first time sucks. You know, it's always going to be like, right. you got to commit to it. You know, it's going to hurt. Full crash, commit. But, That's it. Yeah. But I could, yeah. Hey, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. If a bear was chasing me and my life depended on it. Yeah. I'm going to hit that triple wide open, whatever, give it all it's worth. But yeah, man. And, and Mark Sherman, you're right. It, it's not knee dragging anymore. It's elbow dragging, right? So, yeah, my, my last story of my elbow drag is when I drug my elbow, I drug my shoulder and my back and my, my hip and all that with it, uh, followed behind it. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't actually, you know, drug my elbow on a racetrack. Uh, I, it's a dream. Uh, maybe one day I'll get there. Uh, I'm sure you have many times before. So, what's that feeling like? Um. You know, I actually associate it with, you know, some, it depends on the person. My elbow dragon is going to be different than, you know, like my friend, or we'll say like Joe Lamondre. We we're just talking about uh, Bazooka Joe. So yeah. uh, I've grown up riding with Joe, or at least in the last six years, and his by positioning is more lower down. I'm, I'm, I'm a very, as me and Eric would talk about, I'm a central rider. Me, Cambobi have the same riding style because we're in the center of the bike. It's quicker to go from side to side if you're in the middle of the bike. But when I think, when I drag my elbow, that's when I'm in the zone. When I'm like, when I'm perfectly tuned in with my bike and my bike is handling and everything is going super well, that's when I'm dragging my elbow because everything's just working in one motion. Like at Loudon, it takes me like, you know, Loudon, there's only a few corners where you can drag elbow in. But, you know, when, I was on the 400 and I was starting to really click on with it. I was really killing it after like 20 in 2021 when it was like my last two races ever on it. I started really like dragging elbow. I started, I was ripping times. So I was going a second faster. Nice. I knew I was in that zone. And then I sold all my uh, 400s. I quit road racing. Um, I went straight. Su- uh, I was going to only do super, like super motor t- at Loudon in 2022. And, um dirt bike racing and then i got some stuff happened we can go deeper into that later but i came back this year and um i was on a 600 and a 400 and it took me a while and then at the classic i was dragging elbow like crazy just because i was in tune with my bike i was with i was in one piece with it it was like everything it felt like i don't know felt like what poetry would feel like i don't know it's hard to explain Listen, poetry in motion, right? That's what they call yeah. it. It's, 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 yeah. When you're in tune with your bike like that, there's no other feeling like it in the world, right? Um, yeah. Whether it's, it's a lap, a half a lap, three corners, whatever it is, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's like being with a woman, right? It's, there, mm-hmm. there's nothing like it, man. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to explain it. It really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Bob Dunn, appreciate you watching. He says, What MA rider is your favorite? So, so it, is that Superbike 
uh, Bob, or is that a, across all the classes, right? So, yeah, yeah, let's do that, Eli. Your favorite across all the classes. Oh, across, um, man, we're going to yep. pick one? Oh, that's hard. Um, yeah, I know. I'm friends with a lot of them. That's the hard me part. Me too. Yeah, see, me too. So I don't – my favorite is all of them. Here. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, a good answer. Do me. All of them are my favorite. Like, I, dude, Levy and Isaac and Avery and, man, all, all of them. I love every single one of them. You know, Ella, I'll, I'll Jamie. Do, I'll do this. I'll do, you know, I will. Uh, I love, you know, Max is awesome with me. I love Max Van. Um, Avery's been super impressive this year. I love seeing um, Avery do well. Twins, all my boys racing twins, uh, Gus Rodeo, Jacob Crossman. You know, Joe LaMondri. Oh, he said Super Viking Super Sport. Okay. Yep, Super Viking um, Super Sport. Hmm. I'm going to throw in a trick one because Blake Davis did one Super Sport round. So it's my boy, Blake. Shout um, out to Blake. That's my boy. Yep. And um, probably the Super Bike Daddy, Brandon Posh now. He's back in there facts right it's so good to see brandon back man um yeah it's it's uh i'm glad he got the m4 ride and uh you yeah. already know he's gonna prosper and be fast um oh, and for sure. i'm sure it's a lot coming from a 600 to a full-blown super bike right because now you get all this electronics going on and yeah he did this he did the stock 1000 last year which was he did uh, he raced for altus yeah but it's just like you know it's still a bit you know it's not even that he's coming from a 600 he's coming from like four months off the couch like you know Facts. He, from his broken back he had a yeah. back injury he had yeah. a back injury he was actually helping me through my back injury earlier this year because i oh nice i heard he had three discs in my back Ooh, um, how'd you do that i was in uh, summit point for i was in west virginia and someone spilled dropped oil on the track in turn three and i came through it on the 400 wide open and just front end went and my bike hit the tire wall flipped over the tire wall i followed through and i hit the tire wall but you know stuff happens it hurts it, it sucks does. you know but brandon was awesome helping me through that um so yeah no i love seeing brandon on the 1000 um i'm friends with the bobiers uh ezra and cam so it's always nice to see cam it's i love seeing cam on that 1000 he's me too me too man he's doing so good on that bmw mm -hmm. oh and man Hayes, the news just came out Hayes is on the uh graves bike this weekend or the attack yep. bike yep it's going to be good to see Hayes back and it really mm -hmm. is not not that he's not already right he is with the squid hunter yeah. yeah and he's doing amazing um yeah i mean dude how fast is josh man he's been in the game i mean honestly everybody dude, with him. uh dude listen yeah, okay we'll, we'll touch on that here in one second but dude josh hayes is like the goat of moto america right he's like valentino rossi he's dude he's up there in age and he just won't stop and he mm -hmm. still wins you know it's that that love and that passion man and i love to see that it's, he's just he's the greatest guy ever he's like you like you can't not want to see him win you want to see him get the record you want to see him do well he's just that guy he like you know it's awesome you know and like he helped me at the classic a lot he helped me like he was not afraid to like help his competition you know he came over to me helped sat down with me and like Sure, he came over and helped me that first part, and like he told me some changes that we should make, and we talked for about thirty minutes. But like, it wasn't just that one time. Like, I didn't ask him any more questions for the weekend. He just kept on coming over to my pit and asking, like, checking in with me. It was me and Blake in my garage, but 
um, obviously he would check on Blake, then he would check on me, then he would go and do what he's doing. So it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, listen, I can't say good enough stuff about Josh, man. He is – he. everybody, you just heard what he said, and it's absolutely true. He is so approachable at the track. If you ever – please make it to Moto America Race. Go see him. Say hi. He'll take his time, autographs, pictures, all that good stuff. But his love for the sport, just what you touched on, Eli, and him just, just coming over there. Hey, you know, obviously you know who I am, Josh. So I've noticed some things while you're riding. Let me give you some pointers. And you're like, holy shit, is this really happening, right? And – yeah, it's, I, man, I couldn't imagine. That's uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. So yeah, so listen, I Daniel Banks, man, thank you for for watching from Switzerland. What's going on? Um, so we have another question from Hank Miller. It says Brainerd shaping up to be a spectacular this weekend. Putting you on the spot. Name your podium for Junior Cup, Stock One Thousand, and Superbike. Great question, Hank. All right. You want to go first? Uh, me? Oh, shh. I can go first. I, I think I got it already. Yeah, you go first. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll start off. Um, Junior Cup. Um, Avery's looking really good. Um, so we'll say. I don't know if that that KTM has the stuff up top like at Brainerd because Brainerd is a fast track. Uh, he actually did no. He did really good road uh, road America. So you know, I'll say Max third, Rossi second, Avery first for Junior Cup, Stock one thousand. Um, let's think. Um, I'm thinking Travis Wyman third, Cody Wyman second, and Ezra Bobier first, and. It's hard to go against that BMW for Superbike. So um, I'm thinking Richie third, uh, Jake second, Cam first. Nice. That's, man, that's a hell of a lineup, right? That That's going to be a uh, – oh, and then, all right, hold up, hold on. Wait, Donna, hang on, Donna. I'll, we'll get to your question here in a second. Um me, uh, the podium for Junior Cup, man, like I said earlier, I'm such good friends with all these guys. I, listen, I hope every single one of them win. Um, I just don't know what else to say. I I, I can't just pick one. Um, in, you in can't pick Cup. favorites. I, I can't. I, I can't do it because they're all my favorite. Every single – Ella, Jamie, Avery, dude, they're all my favorites, all them kids. And, uh, yeah, so that's my podium lineup for, for the Junior Cup is all my favorites. Um, Super stock, um, you're pretty much spot on, Eli. I, I was thinking the same thing with you. Superbike, I, I would say uh, Bobier, Gagne, and maybe Heron, man, because, you know, that, that Ducati's sure. no slouch. And Heron's been – honestly, I didn't really think Heron's going to be that good on that Superbike as, as soon as he was, right? Um, but he surprised a lot of people, and I, I think that uh, if his head's on straight, and, and his focus is good. He'll, uh, I think he's got a really good ch shot being on the yeah. uh, on the podium. It, um, it, it's sad to see that uh, Peterson's not going to be there. Um, so we all wish him a speedy recovery and, and to get well. So yeah. Um, so uh, I, I think um, I'm thinking there's two things. Posh, my he did get his first podium last year at Brainerd. 
it's also the one year anniversary of Scott's passing, which yes. is yes. going to be a big drive for, I mean, I was hoping to go there just for that. Yeah. Um, as you can see, it's right above me. Yeah. Um, so he was like a second father to me. So I can see that he would, he's want to go out there and put a show on for him. And also like what, as you're saying with Heron, like I've never been a big Heron fan, always kind of thrown me on a weird side, but I've gained a lot of respect for him this year as a rider. He is killing it on that V4 and he's just proving, you know, I know how he is. He rides off of that. Like he proves people wrong. And, you know, he proved me wrong this year. He's doing amazing on that V4 and, you know, it's, he's got a great team behind him, but you know, that doesn't take anything away from him. He's just, he's riding the bike. He's been a beast on that bike. I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of people don't like him and you know, I understand, but he, uh, Hey, Josh is fast. He, he's a champion and, uh, yeah, it's, he's, uh, there's nothing else to say that that's it. Right. So Donnie Allen, thank you so much for tuning in and Eli, your picks for the twins cup. What is up, Jules, my man? What up, yo? What up? What's up? I was just listening on your conversation, but keep going, keep going. Yeah, yeah. So, so he, we're he, thinking Twins Cup for who? Yes, yeah. For when? Your uh, podium picks for Twins Cup. Okay, because uh, I know the, the next race is at Pittsburgh. Yes. Okay, so for Pittsburgh, okay. Um, Blake was dominant there last year. Uh, I would love to see my boy Blake on top. Uh, Gus second, and let's think. Hmm, I'll be fine with Jackson getting third. Yeah, listen, I'm avoid. I'm avoid. I'm avoid Rocco. I, it's just you know we're not gonna pick that. It's too. It's too. Too easy. Too easy right? to pick. Right. And right. Uh, you know I'd rather see my boy up there on third. Yeah, li listen, and Blackman's stepped his game. I mean, he is phenomenal this year. He's looking so good. He really is. Um, so yeah, he uh, listen. Uh, so if I was gonna pick the Twins Cup, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm like you, Eli. I'm a, I'm gonna take Rocco out of there. Um, man, again, it's hard because, dude. Uh, obviously, Blake. I follow him because he's right down the street from me in Lynchburg, man. I'm I'm like mm -hmm. out 45 minutes away from him, so. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, oh man, man, listen, I would love to see Blake get first, um, my man, um, Gus Rodeo second, and yeah, Blackman third for sure, 110, percent yeah. And then Hank Miller just just chimed in, and he wants to know your pick for Super Sport. Oh, super Sport, um, Chavez been just unstoppable. But Facts. I know that Ducati doesn't like Brainerd. No. There's bumps at Brainerd. That Ducati's stiff chassis, single side swing arm. It's they'll probably figure it out because I know Heron was struggling last year there as well. So, um, you know, I would I gotta go with the local boy. You know, me and Teague. Well, we've grown up racing at Loudon. So, uh, Teague, I'm I'm thinking Teague third. Um, I. Think. I want to see huh. Maz get second. Maz get second and um, Hayes first. I want to see that. I want to see the record be broken finally. Yeah, and he'll have too, the double man. track time on the 1000. 
Mm. Facts. Everybody wants to see Hayes win that. Uh, get, get that Donny Jules. Everybody wants to see him take Hayes, it, man. Bro. Absolutely, man. For yeah, sure. That, that 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 dude's the like like what you said, the the goat of Moto America, bro. Like right, the Valentino Rossi of Moto America. He's done everything. One on everything, every bike. I don't care what it is. He's been on. He he got the trophy. Just go to his house, and I'm sure we. I got to meet him this year. I I went to three Moto Americas. I have not met that man. No. No, and Josh is super cool. Yeah, I've met him several times. So, Greg, Greg says Eli is the rain dance master. I, I actually had a had a nickname for him, and it was along the lines of that because I did I did watch your uh, uh, your win at the uh, was is it pronounced Loudon? Loudon, yeah, Loudon, Loudon, yeah. And like in, in the wet, so I was like, oh shoot, it's yo, that's that's killer rain right there, bro. Mm -hmm. Killer rain. rain I like, love the rain, man. Rain is my favorite thing ever. That's, that's that's what I'm saying. I was like, I was like, yo, killer rain, bro. Mm -hmm. Killer rain. Eli, so that's the nickname. Rain block. Yeah, hell yeah. What? There it is. You, you, killer you know, rain. You know I, I like it. I don't. I don't know Eli. If you play Mortal Kombat, but one of my favorite characters in Mortal Kombat is Rain, and this dude can like spawn lightning and and whatnot. And, like it's dude. Dude's dude's dope. Dude's a beast. He is. He is. Yes, he is. So could yeah. could you so from me, could could you explain what the what, what the Loudon series is? Cause uh I'm I'm very new to it. I, I had no clue that that was a, a prestige a prestigious race, let alone the highest was it the highest purse you can win in American racing? So what it is is the Loudon Classic Laconia Bike Week is um happens every year, Father's Day weekend. It's a full week of just people riding through. And um, so what happened this year was this was the 100th year anniversary. So for the Loudon Classic, we've always had the – it used to be an AMA uh, race all the way up until 2003 when they stopped. And now they kind of just – it was a local race ever since this year where it was back to the first pro race. So they want to make something special this year. Uh, part of we used to be the Loudon Road Racing Series, and now after they sold the series off, we became Nemer. Uh, one of our riders bought it, and they decided this year, you know, we might as well. This is going to be history. It's the first, it's the longest ro road race in the country. We're going to put up the biggest purse. So, some anonymous guy from, I believe, down south donated $250,000 up for a purse. Nice. So they put $250,000 for a purse for that one 600 race. And um, they had the two supporter classes, which are the twins and the 400s. Um, people put up, I believe, what was it? Five, five grand uh, per class. Good. So, you know, like I was one of the few people that did the uh, supporter class and the 600 class. Right. So it was awesome. You know, a lot of things happened during the weekend that made it look like our series was a joke. But, you know, stuff is going to happen everywhere. You know, people think Moto America is the number one series in the uh, in the country. But, you know, watch, look at Daytona. Daytona was yeah. a shit show as well. Everyone, every round series is allowed to have a bad race. So, Facts. you know, we have our, we had a bad eh, weekend. But, you know, we got the race done. We wanted they, – they ended it – they go, went against the rule book because it says the Loudon Classic cannot be ended on a red flag. That's what a lot of people are mad about. And yeah. we ended it on a red flag because we tried ending it once on a red flag. 
one of the pro teams, either Ducati, I, I believe it was Ducati, or Suzuki came up and complained. Like in the rule book, they showed a rule book to John's face and said, you cannot end on a red flag. Cool. To each your own. Three more restarts, didn't get one lap completed. Yeah. And, you know, like I think Ulrich came up to him and said, what are we, like, you know, how many more times does my uh, rider have to win for you guys to end the thing? Yeah. So, you know, it's like, and these are all, I'm not sure what people have said, you know, like, it's all I've heard, but what are we waiting for someone to die? So then we can go back out and have another red, uh, another restart. So, you know, it, it was, Loudon's very, it's got good grip in the rain, depending on the day, but we have the paint stripes. And with how the weather was, it was super humid. All of our visors were fogging. And once everything fogs, the paint stripes look just like pavement. Yeah. So it's wow. that's what caused a lot of the controversy, uh, chaos. A lot of them were paint people high siding off paint strips. I was one of them. Um, I high sided. I was the third red flag, and then I picked up my bike, went back to the pit, and we fixed it up. Or my dad and a few other guys fixed it up. But you know, it was an amazing race. We got pros back in our uh, area, and you know, I got to race with the Super Sport guys. It was my first ever Pro uh, Six Hundred race. And to end up with a fifth place in that one and then win the 400 race, it was, I was happy with it. I was able to beat some big names. I was able to beat Hayes. I was able to beat T. I forgot who else. Um, I know Richie. There's just a whole bunch of uh, top guys in Motor America that I beat. And, you know, it could be because they crashed, but I also crashed as well. So, you know, I was mega job, Eli. Yes. yes. Mega Thank job, you. bro. For real. Yes. <laughs> I was, I was trying to watch some yesterday, and uh, it was kind of difficult for me to find coverage on it, you know? like It, it was hard. We were, try, we were trying to get it covered by TV, but, you know, they wanted an extra $125,000 to get it covered. Yeah. And yeah. we just we didn't have that money. Yeah. Yeah, there's so a big the, expense that comes with that. Sorry, Jules. The, the, uh, so, so, so the names you just mentioned, uh, I, I thought I heard PJ Jacobson's name thrown in there, too. Uh, who who was on that warhorse? Because I I saw the warhorse bike. Like I said, I'm completely new to all this, so I I saw the M4 bike and and then I saw uh, I'm sorry, not the M4 bike, the, the Vision Wheel bike, and, and then I saw the warhorse bike. I was like, whoa, what the hell? What what is this? How come I don't know about this? <laughs> yeah. So what happened was we started we we put out this purse and then I think in November, no, yeah, November, uh, they put out the signups. And they made it like a there's a 40 person cap. First 40 people that sign up, you get you get in, and then they take 32 out of that. They did that just for you know they were gonna try getting that everyone to sign up so quick because they want to show the list to TV so they can take off money per rider. Got a lot of big names. So they did that, and within I signed up five minutes after it started because I was actually no it was 10 minutes because I was driving for my work. I was driving and I have kids in the van. I'm not going to try and take my right. phone out and risk my job for that. Right. But, sure. um, I signed up 10 minutes after and John Grush calls my dad. He's like, yo, guess what number your kid is? The owner of the series calls my dad. He's like 41. And my dad's like pissed off. He's like, what do you mean? So you're not going to let him race? And he was like, no, we're letting everyone uh, that signs up race pretty much. And we were just doing this to make it so everyone rushed to sign up so we can get a list fast. So it was rumored that both uh, 
Ducati was going to have two riders, uh, Heron and Chave race. And four had their three bikes. And then um, Hayden Gillum was going to race. Gillum was going to race for the uh, Disrupt bike. He was going to – I forgot the whole list. The list was huge. We had huge names on it. We were rumored that people were going to come over from um, BSB and World Superbike that were going to try try racing this because it's that big of a purse. But obviously, as time came went through, kind of faded out. People didn't sign up as uh, people started pulling out, and as people were actually just signing up, just willing, uh, hoping that they get in so they can sell their spot for more money over time. So, um, it ended up where. PJ was gonna PJ raced for um, Warhorse. He was on the V2. Uh, Teague Hobbs, Tyler Scott, and Richie Escalante were on the 750s for uh, Vision Wheel. Uh, Josh Hayes was on a I forgot what six uh, R6 he was on. It was not. I think it might have been. I don't think it was the Squid Hunters. Yeah, the I don't think it was up. either. It was. Yeah. I think the M the MP bike got shipped over. Uh, yeah. the Melissa Paris bike. Yeah. Um, what other pros were there racing? Blake was there on his own 600. Uh, Lamanju was there on the Bouse uh, racing 600. Dude. Um, there's uh, yeah, there's a lot of boys that came up, and um, I just I don't know. It, it, it's a different track, but you know, these boys uh, did very well for what they were doing. And what 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 were the uh what, what were the race results for you? Uh, I, I, again, I tried I tried to look up a lot of the information. It was hard for me to kind of track. Yeah, so it ended up. Uh, I'll give like the top five for like the classic at least. So the winner was Tyler Scott. Then Blake uh, got second. PJ got third. Brandon Posh fourth, uh, and I got fifth. So for the in the six hundred class. So Max. that was uh, I was happy with that one. So for everybody the, else, bro. Yeah, I tried my hardest. I ran the fastest lap of the race, and um, sheesh. Yeah, I was the I was the oddball out. I was the only Michelin tire guy out there, and it was an open tire rule, so you can run nice dumb ops and Michelin. So nice. What, 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 what bike did you run? My R six. Okay, so here, here here's 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 the predicament. All right, mm-hmm. Cam Peterson is out with injuries, so. uh Yo, Stam Oli. Yeah, put Eli on it. Yeah, put Eli on it. You know, I heard you got a free bike, my man. (laughs) They just announced that Hayes is going to take that spot. So I'll let Hayes take that spot for me. Oh, they did? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, they did. They did. They did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right. Eli, put him on and I'm with it. Uh, We actually got a question come in from our good buddy, Isaac Woodworth. What is up, buddy? He wants to know, Eli, what is your favorite track on the Moto A calendar? Does it, on the, does it have to be on the calendar this year, or does it can it be one that I raced two years ago? Uh, do both to satisfy All right, the so VIR. VIR? Uh, by far my favorite track ever. Oh, you just it. gassed up Chris right now. I know. I know. Now, <laughs> I raced it in 2021. Love that track so much. Current schedule, Pittsburgh. Love it. Nice. Pittsburgh. Sweet. Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm I'm like debating on going to Pittsburgh if, if I if I can make it if I could call out of work, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, we'll we'll definitely be there in Jersey. Facts. Sure, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. I'll be down at both rounds. I know. I sweet, can't wait. sweet. Yeah. And then uh, and then and you you did 
you won in the in in, in the other supporting series, right? Uh, yeah, the four uh, four hundred. Right. Yep, yeah, I won right, the yeah. four hundred class. Um, we have uh, some local kids that are actually going to start uh, try to do their first Moto America races this year. Uh, Renee Franco and uh, Adam Mascaro. So these guys will be out there doing their first Moto America rounds this year, which is going to be awesome. Sweet. So uh, they were racing. I, I think I just have a little more rain experience. Actually, uh, I kind of just set a pace and just ran away. But Renee actually ran a faster lap time than me because she was pushing. She caught Adam the last Ooh. lap, passed him at the line. And, you know, I pulled away. I think I had probably, I think, a 15-second lead by the end of the race. But I was able to get the whole shot and just – set a cruise control where these guys were kind of just, you know, Adam was in his own little world for a little bit. So he didn't know how far someone was behind him or in front of him. There was like no one, no rabbit. And then there was no bear behind him to get chased by. And then right. Renee had that rabbit and she just went for it. And they both are killing it. I'm excited for them to try their first round and, you know, go through what I went through. And this is why the junior class is my favorite freaking class, dude. I love because it's just, class. it's get, been getting so, so competitive. It is. Now, as, yeah. Go ahead, James. As a newly acclaimed nickname, Killer Rain, Eli Block, what is it about a rain race that excites you, man? There's something about it. You know, I forget. I've only ridden in the rain. Like, I did probably, like, I've probably been over 10 times in the rain in my whole entire career. But it's just like, well, on a supermoto, it was super easy. It was just like, you know, foot out. Just like, it just, it hooks. The Michelin rain tires were hooking up on that thing. And, you know, it was awesome. And then I've only ridden a 400 in the rain two times, including the classic. And my 600, that was my first time ever race, riding a 600 in the rain during that race. That's awesome. So I'm like, you know, at first I'm going out there and I kind of, it's been years since I've done a rain race. It's been since probably the Loudon Classic 2021 where I did a rain race or ridden in the rain. And... I forgot what it was like, you know, at first I, I didn't forget the skill, but I forgot like what, how everyone was in the rain. Everyone's a lot different in the rain. Fast people can be slow and the slow people can be fast. And I was just, it was something weird. It felt like everyone was going in slow motion, not against anyone, not against anyone, but it's like, I was able to carry speed like normal. I was able to break at the same markers. We were going same speeds on the front straightaway and I was breaking the same markers and making the corner and just carrying the same speed as normal obviously I was a little bit slower but like i don't know there's just something about i've always been a smooth rider so it's always helped uh it's gone with my style i don't hang off the bike i'm always very central on the bike so i've always been very smooth so it's always helped me so oh. i think just the rain and like even with like the motocross and the wood stuff um woods is all about finding traction you have it's starting off with a base where you have this much traction. So you have to find that traction where we are. We start off with this much traction in the rain. We have this much traction. So we have to find that traction. So mm -hmm. I think it's just, everything comes full circle. Right. That, that totally makes sense. Uh, I was actually looking at your Instagram page, but real quick, we have uh, the freaking prototype. Kevin Horney says he'll be racing at pit. Yeah. Hopefully, like, hopefully I get to see this man in person, yo. Um, you will. I saw this one video on your Instagram where uh, where you were just sliding through the snow. 
And oh, I, was yeah. like, I was like, yeah, traction is definitely not a problem for this guy. Yeah, it looks so much fun. <laughs> that looks so much fun, man. Tell us about that. Make it look so Ice easy. Racing. Yeah, well, Ice I know, but fun, right, Jules? Yeah. Yeah. Ice racing is so much fun. I've always, like, my dad did it when I was a little kid. I had, like, a 50 on studs. It was, like, a little, like, drywall screws. And they just put me out in a little pond. And I didn't do it until, like, I tried it, like, what, two, three years ago. I, like, did it on my friend's bike. And I was running the Canadian inch-and-a-half screws, and it was just, like, cheater. It was, like, oh, this thing has grips like crazy. So I did – I rode one time, and then I got my own – ice wheels i got my own fenders i got my own bike and rode about four or five times and that was the video that was probably like my fifth time on the ice and i just picked it up i felt it it felt just like motocross it just it had the motocross aspect but it had the grip like road racing and you know it's all about trail braking it's all about throwing in sideways letting the grip and you know it was kind of just like everything as, as i said before it came full circle everything like as we were talking about uh, earlier, I don't know if I said on the podcast, but it's like my friends hate me because like I figure shit, I can figure stuff out very quickly, and yeah. I'm good at it. And it's like in the on a dirt bike, I can kind of do that. Like it's just like you know, with ice, I can use different aspects that I learned from different styles of riding, and kind of just wrap my head around it and do it. And I don't know, I love it. It's just like it's it, it's a different feel. It's cold. I'm not used to breathing in the like riding in the cold. It's just a different, you, it's a different atmosphere. It's crazy. I love it. It's the best thing ever. Where where, where did you end up doing that? Was it, it was definitely somewhere up here in the Northeast, right? Yeah. So I live in Connecticut. So oh, you're um, not that far from me. I yeah. think I'm yeah, in right I'm, I'm in New York. Yeah. So I live right above you. Yeah. So, where where like like around where in Connecticut? You don't have to say exactly. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes south of Hartford. Oh shoot! All right, so you were probably about like yeah. an hour and some change away from me. Okay. Are you in the city? No, I, I'm in uh, I, I'm in uh, Rockland County. So I'm I'm by uh, the closest to me would be uh, Stanford. Yeah, close. Like, yeah, it's about like an hour twenty, probably. Yeah, yeah. All right, sweet man, sweet. dude. I'm jealous. I wish I lived that close because it sounds like uh, you two gonna go out go go some ice ride, man. I've never done it. It's something Eli that I've always wanted we to do. What um uh, dude? First of all, Kelly, what's up? I appreciate it. Um, what's the preparation going in like uh, ice riding versus road racing, right? Because it's got to be a little bit different, just a little bit. So what we did, yeah, pretty much. What right? we did was, um, all we really did for my dirt bike, I did I had a four fifty, I had a stock four fifty. Um, you put the wheels on. Uh, wheels are just, uh, 21 inch, 19 inch rims, uh, dirt bike rims. The things are, you just, my, I literally bought rims just for it because once you put the tires on until the tires destroyed, you don't take it off. Cause the things take like seven people to get them on. Oh, so, man. um, you know, cause there's two tires, there's one tire, yeah. uh, and then they make a liner out of another tire on the inside so they can put inch and a half screws and studs in them. So they're like $1,200 tires. It's crazy. But um, yeah, so what we really did was we put on the bike, make it a little bit stiffer. Um, we put a little bit stiffer in the rear because it's, it's going to have so much traction that grip, it squats the rear. Right. But like I ran stock motor suspension. Um, it's cold enough where the oil gets colder. So it's a little bit slower 
when you're going uh, with the up and with the travel up and down, but right. other than the squat, because it's going to be you're squatting a lot with all the grip. Because so, of the grip, right? Yeah. Right. So nothing crazy, you know. We have the fenders. We they're built for our bike, so you can just you kind of screw them on, uh, zip zip time around. Put a I forgot what the clip is, but you just clip them on. Then really the only thing I did was I had hand uh, hand covers that go over my wrist, and um, some people run. Uh, a tether so if they crash the bike shuts off i bought a tether i never put it on i never did have a chance to put it on because by the time i was like super into ice i uh broke my hand uh would uh doing a winter race for woods so yeah um nothing crazy for preparation uh, if you have all this stuff it's not like it's super crazy but from the outside looking in it looks like there's like a whole bunch of stuff yeah it does it really how does, cold does it yeah. get um depends on the day i do it up north i do up in new hampshire where i, I race Loudon, so it can get really cold and get into you know proper days are probably in the low 30s high 20s Jeez. so it's like and the bikes run perfect because they love the cold so yes um right. it's like depends on the day if you have a headwind or that's when that sucks because you have a headwind and you're not wearing you can't wear a road race helmet some people do yeah. But it's like they're gonna fog up, so I always yeah. wear a motocross helmet. <laughs> and you probably get mad snot stickles all over you, all over the oh, face, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Dude. Yep. With a beard, uh, you have frozen beard after. Right. Yeah, I bet. I guarantee you. So, did do you do any type of ice bass? Um. No. What's cold? Oh. Okay. No, I, I do. I'm just. I, I like. I like doing the ice bass. Cold. The cold is your friend, one, right? I've done one cold shower. Oh I'm man, right. dude, they suck. Eli, cold showers suck, dude. You gotta get in the tub, dude. I did one after my a woods race, my first woods race this year. I it was disgusting out. It's been super humid up where I yeah, live. Yeah, yeah. Muggy. So yeah. I was dying. I just hopped in the court, hopped in the shower and I tried to cold. I was like, ah, I'll deal with this one. Yeah, right. I I I can deal with this one right now. Yeah, right. So listen, dude, Isaac Woodworth, my man. Um that Isaac is super fast, uh, Junior Cup. He's he's an amazing person. I met he has Isaac a, down in Florida this winter. Yes, Isaac, man, listen, dude, I, I love all of them. Michael Carrera, his son Jillian, Avery, Ella, man, all every single one of them. Nothing but mad love for all of them. Mm -hmm. um, but he's actually got a, another uh, question for you. Your favorite training? What do you do as far as training goes? Right. Now, so hold up before we get into that real quick, Eli. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me guess, Jillian and Avery and everybody else's answer. Uh, Xbox Ride Four. That's good training. Yeah, thought so. That I thought so. Okay. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So yeah. So, what, what was your favorite type of training, man? A uh, mountain bike. Uh... Um, ride in the woods. That's all I do. I, I really don't work out. I don't work out. All I do is ride in the woods. I probably ride two or three times a week. So I'll go out with. Um, I'll go out and do probably. Depends on how motivated I feel. Uh, I'll do some days I'll go out by myself and I won't push cause I'm by myself, but if right. I'm with people, I'll go out and do like last week we're doing uh 45 minute motos in the woods. So we were just pushing for 45 minutes. Um, I'm a big heart rate guy. I've always been like one nineties over 200 for like probably, time, yeah, for like 45 minutes during woods race. Like I try like pushing that because I know I'm not going to be there at times unless I really am pushing that hard, but 
I kind of just kind of trade. Oh, that's really my only training. I used to like um, ride bicycles uh, like during the winter when I was like focusing on this Lavin Classic. I was like, I'm going to train really hard. I'm going to fix my diet. I'm going to do all this stuff. Yeah, none of that happened. I rode a bicycle like maybe like three times a week and then like it lasts for a month. Uh, and then, um, yeah, then I hurt my back. So nope. I was going to start running, uh, during, before the class, like the, uh, the, the round before the classic, I was like, okay, I, need, I actually need to train. I'm starting to get a little bit tired during these races. I gotta like do something. <laughs> get that so cardio. I started, uh, yeah. I started running. I did like did a little bit of running. I was like, oh, my back's really killing me from this crash. Like uh, two or three months before I was like, ah, you know what? Let's get checked out. Got the MRI. I got. I found out I herniated those three discs in my back. I was like, okay, Oof. I'm gonna spend the next three weeks before the classic. I'm gonna do everything I can to make my back feel okay. So I was in chiropractor. I was with the chiropractor, physical therapist, and my athletic trainer, uh, five days a week. So I spent instead of that. That was kind of my training for right, <laughs> most right. of my racing. But yeah, I'm not big in the weightlifting as you can see. So. <laughs> unless it's beer 30 right beer 30 counts don't it yeah yeah yep. beer 30 okay all right all right I, I just had to throw that out there any yeah. any other sport outside of two wheels excite you man like is there is there anything you pay attention to outside of motorsports i've always been in the sports growing up i played i played pretty much every sport growing up um i love golf i play golf too. probably three or four times a week right now when i'm on that. top of everything I might go golf right after this, to be honest. Nice. And um, <laughs> I have a course literally 30 seconds from my house. I'm a member there. So it's just show up and go golf. So Damn, golf. Um, what else? I know I've always been into baseball, hockey. Um, you know, I try to pay attention to it sometimes, but there's never like, I don't have enough time half the times anymore. So I've always been into car racing too. Um, Formula one. But, GT. Yeah, I, I like Formula One. Um, I started getting big into it a few years ago. Started like, actually paying attention to it. And uh, NASCAR, I have a few. I have a friend or two that raced in NASCAR actually nice. Cup Series. So nice. oh, that's sick, dude. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You know what about man, fighting, I, bro? Oh my bad. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. So, dude, my thing with listen, I, I like Formula One too, Eli. But man, dude, let's just be honest, bro. It sucks, dude. It really, it's so Formula boring. One sucks. Dude, the, 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 man, it's all DRS and man, it's, you know and what, Red it's Bull. not even really racing. It's like, they're telling you what to do and when to pass and when to slow down, oh, let your teammate pass. What? Say that in Moto America, World Super Bowl, Moto GP, they'd laugh your ass right out the, no, nah, there ain't no way, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Formula One, listen, it, it, it was good. Uh, my uh if i have a team it's 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 red bull i love the red bull team mm -hmm. and uh daniel Yikes. ricardo daniel ricardo was my man of course lewis hamilton is is awesome right but man i was i was like the underdogs man and ricardo was just uh he's, he's awesome bad. but he is but but listen so we have we have another question of again it's from isaac my man he wants to know skid master yep skid master woodworth wants to know your favorite f1 team and rider eli Mm. It's hard to go against Red Bull. I've always been a big Red Bull, even though when it was Toro Rosso back in yeah. when I was when they were racing at Indy. So, oh yeah. Well, they star Toro like Rosso as a junior team. Yeah, yeah. 
Ryder, Vest Stepin, Vest Stepin, however you say his name. I'm a big, I'm a big Lando. Lando, yeah, I listen, Lando. I like Lando Norris too, but he, he he's my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's got not, a good not, head on. Not Chris just casually taking a picture with Zach Nauer, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Zach, Zach Brown. Zach yes, Brown. I, was, I got I a picture Zach. with Zach Brown. Listen, when I, I went to casually. Texas, yes, dude, look, I'm walking through the airport at Charlotte, and there's like two seats left, so I walk over there because it was, it was crazy busy, right? And there was a flight going to where I'm going in Kansas, and then we're going to L.A., and I was like, hey, man, can I sit right here? He's like, yeah, yeah. And I sit down. I turn to my left. And I was like, holy shit, you got to be kidding me right now. No way, right? And I was like, bro, Zach, Zach dude. And he was Brown. like, yeah. I said, Zach Brown. Yeah, McClare. I said, dude, can I get a picture? He was super friendly. Um, took a picture. Obviously, you see it. He really didn't smile because he was actually in a hurry. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was awesome, too. Uh, yo, knowing no, 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 my cheap, nosy ass, I, I would have been like, yo, I'm pretty sure we both wear a double XL, bro. You got one of them extra McLaren shirts on you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Them shirts are expensive, boy. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That is a then fact. You, you, you ain't into fighting at all? I'm still trying to find somebody who's, like, into fight sports. So, I've my dad's always been into like watching them. Like he would watch UFC when I was growing up. We was like we would always have like UFC fights on the TV. Like you know I don't keep up with like fighting like religiously, but like if there's a good fight, I will watch it. Like if I don't have to pay for like a seventy dollar pay per view, yeah, like I'll go watch. Well, like, I'm not, like I'm not big into spending money that I can't for racing. So like right. my like my main focus is like I gotta spend money on racing. Like, I can't spend money on something that's like an hour but like i do i respect the crap out of fighters you sound I feel like, like me go ahead jones go ahead i feel like um the adre- the the adrenaline factor kind of they, they, they kind of share uh motorsports and fight sports i feel like share the same adrenaline factor right where it's just you and nobody else, right? The moment you put on the helmet, it's you by yourself. The moment you get in that cage, it's you by yourself. I mean, yeah, you you, you have a team that supports you. You have a team that wipes off your blood and gives you advice. But once you once you get in there to do the actual doing, mm-hmm. you're by yourself. Yeah, and uh, that I, I guess that's why that's why I took a liking to motorsport because before all this, I you know I was and still am a huge combat sport fan, right? Mm-hmm. So the the same high that i get from from motorsports is, is the exact same high that i get from fight sports so i'm like oh shit you're like you know this, this shit comes hand in hand i mean i i know a couple i know a couple of uh riders that that do practice and like i know cam peterson is really into ufc uh we 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 chop shit about ufc every time we see each other mm-hmm. uh cody cochran i know likes to train kickboxing uh he's a stock 1000 guy yeah uh, yeah, the, the the world conqueror right the there. I mean, that's cradle right there. Yeah. But yeah, I, I always I always thought that they always come hand in hand. You have you have freaking people like oh you don't see it that much anymore. You have Scott Redding learning how to box. You have mm-hmm. Toprak who's pretty good at boxing now. Like he's getting really good at boxing. Like mm-hmm. it comes hand in hand in my opinion. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I I would see how how it would right that focus and. The agility, of course, because you got to be super agility to ride one of these bikes fast for a long period of time, too, right? Especially oh, yeah. w- when you come off, right? You want to, you don't want to be all stiff bone to break to break more bones in the process. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it all goes hand in hand um, 
with all that. But, dude, Eli, I, what, what I was going to say earlier was, man, dude, I'm like you. So I only ask Jules, I only spend my money on what I need to when it comes to racing. So I'm, I do MotoGP. I, I do the MotoGP app, the Moto America app, the World Superbike app, the uh, Isle of Man TT app. I pay for all that up front every year at the beginning of the season. Because um, <laughs> that's, that, that's what my TV, right? And when yeah. road racing's over with at the end of the year, yeah, I'm sad. I sit on the couch, but I, I go back and I watch all the reruns. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm yeah. doing right now, yo. It it, it sucks do. that we're we're in a little break right now, and like we can't uh-huh. watch anything. I mean, we heard yeah. Cal Preston coming back. It's a well, British Superbike that happened last weekend. British Superbike. I'm yeah. gonna have to send you the link. I didn't send you the link, Jules. Nah, no, you didn't. Listen, uh, Jules, I'm gonna send you the link. Eli, I'm gonna send you the link so you can watch right. British Superbike live racing for free. I'll be All down right? with that. Yes, dude, absolutely. It's it's awesome. I've been trying to figure out how to watch British Superbike ever since Gus went over there last year, and I was still struggling to find it. it it's tough, man. It is. Mom wants so, to know it. Eric, <laughs> this is from Eric. It's, uh, Eli, uh, your brother Eric it says, uh, Mom wants to know what it feels like to be in the zone going fast on a bike. Oh, Eric? Yes. Yeah, which Eric is this one? I can't see the name. Uh, Block. Oh, yeah, that's my dad. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. What's up, Dad? I didn't mean to call you brother. We are. No, we are. We're, we're brothers. That's literally what we are. We, we fight all the time like brothers. But what my mom was like, being so, it's like uh, when she's painting and has an idea of when she wants what she wants for an art project, she uh, gets into the zone and just like, you know, blocks everything out. Like, I'm going to finish this project by the end of the day because I know if I don't, I'm not going to get it done tomorrow. So it's like, you know, once you put everything into it, that's kind of how the same thing as us on the bike, you know, we kind of just block everything out and we got, we got a job to do and we finish it out as quickly and as fast as possible and as best to our best of our ability. That's right. That's right. There, there are some uh, methods uh, for people to get into the zone. Um what 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 is do you have like a like a pre-race ritual that you do a little a little stretch or workout or a saying uh music is, is there anything that that you do to, to get you in that like mindset where like all right let's do this uh depends on the race you know some races like you know it's not like i don't get into the zone for every race uh i used to be one of the kids where on a supermoto i used to race it in the 600 class at loudon and i would race up actually two classes so i would be an ultralight bike racing up against not the lightweight but the super uh, middleweight so Mm. when i was like doing that i would get into the zone to uh, the red mist zone which is two it's like i'm ridiculously in the zone but i don't remember anything and on top of that you end up crashing and just you know because you're over the limit um but the zone kind of just like I've I've been very I've been very conscious of what I'm doing lately, um, you know. Ever since like last year, I started using my head a lot more. Like I got on a 600, um, I I got in trouble. I got actually suspended for that from one of the NEMA rounds for a move I did when I was in the red mist mo- uh, red mist. So I made a mistake. I owned up to it. I did my community service for it. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? I, I got to get out of that zone. I got to start using my head. I got to really start using my head, get out of that zone. And uh, lately, I mean, like the classic, I was, 
don't know. There's nothing I really do. I kind of just like, I do the same thing for every race. I stretch out. I do like, you know, it's not a lot of stretching. It might be like five minutes of stretching. I wait until like, I like before when we get the calls, cause we are thir- our three calls. Like first call, I don't really do much. Second call, I start kind of the stretching, make sure like I do the same stretches. And, you know, third call is where I put my helmet on and I wait as long as possible. I wait until I see like the leader come across from like turn 10. So I know everyone's going to be off the track in the next minute and a half. So I, I can start heading down. So it's not like, I don't like at Moto America on the grid. I'll listen to music. Sometimes I'll have like a leaf blower down my suit. I'll be like that one goofy kid that has like a leaf blower blowing down his suit. Just like, <laughs> I'm dying. Like, I don't want, I, yeah. Right. I I'm, it's cool hot off. out here. I need to cool off. So let's yeah. that Eli, what race rituals do you have? If you have any like left boot on favorite underwear, left boot on, yada, yada, yeah, yeah. <laughs> left boot on first, then right boot, you know, whatever. Cause uh, Forget, I have to zip up have, three I, times. Yeah, yeah. Nope. I have, I have to have my, everything right on first. Okay. Uh, I put on, right on first. I put my like you know after I put my underwear on, it's right sock, left sock, right leg through the uh, undersuit, mm. left leg. Then it's like when I put my suit on, right leg, left leg. My boot is gonna be. I put my right boot on a booty, like the under boot, and then I put my left under boot. Then I'll tighten them up. Then I'll put my boot in the. Yeah, it's it's like I same thing with my gloves. I put my right glove on first, but I won't put my left glove on until both my warmers are off so I can feel both tires. Nice. Funny, I've always been big. Are, are you, are, are you right? Are you righty or lefty? I'm a righty. I always find myself, Chris, doing left everything first. Do you really? I always figure myself doing left. Like, like, like I always put on my left glove first, my, my left shoe on first. Everything's always left first for me. That's wild. I've had it, I've had yeah. it before where it's like, I put on the left backs and I literally take everything off. <gasps> I like it. Yeah, I like it. Like that's, it just that's serious. That's determined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, like when I was super, when I was superstitious about it, I would do it. I mean, like I'm still a little bit superstitious. I still do it. Like motocross, still, right. I I do everything, no matter what. I'm always gonna do it. Even in the morning, I put my right sock on first for my left sometimes. I, it's just like it's part of my routine. What I do in general. Well, yeah, it, it, it it probably isn't a superstition, but it's more like uh, it's more like uh you're you're just mechanically in tune of just doing that first so it yeah. it just feels right right yep kind of like kind of like uh the best way i could describe it you know how you like log in you put in your password wrong and you yeah. you know exactly what letter or what number you did wrong but you just delete the whole password anyway and retype mm-hmm. it yep. that's how i feel like that that is so not necessarily superstition but it's like it's your literal motor function right yeah in another universe if you could listen to music while you race would you do it Nah, I I kind of just like in my helmet. A lot a lot goes on in my helmet. Yeah. There's like you know between like I used to like when I got when I used to coach and I was really bored, I'd sing. I'd like just sing sometimes. Then I'd I talk to myself sometimes. Yeah. But like <laughs> now, I'm like, uh, I it's just blank space. I just listen to the bike and just go. Let her you know, eat. Like, listen to yeah, her. Yeah, just let her yep. go and like. And especially like it's different. Like road racing is a little bit different. Sometimes I'll scream. Like if if it's quiet enough, <laughs> and I'm uh, and I'm mid apex, and someone's like holding me up, I'll scream. Uh, Get the fuck out the way! That's how it is. Like Scott Stump. I don't know if you guys know who Scott Stump is, but yep. um, he used to do it all the time. That's how he taught. Like he would he taught Shane Narbone that. 
Narbonne would do that to me when we were on XR100s doing main GP. A year behind, you'd come into a corner and just hear someone scream bloody murder. You're like, what the hell? And you, they, you go offline and they go straight up the inside. So and, I do that sometimes for road racing and like, I, I don't do it that often, but like mainly awesome. like woods racing. Cause always I'm talking, I'm yelling and at woods racing. When you come up to lappers, you like yell something, <laughs> you, just, you, you yell, Hey, or something. And then like, when you go by them, you just yell, thank you. Some people yeah. don't do that. I've only had the a few words. Like I remember last year I had like the one kid that was not, he was in my class, but he's not getting out of my way. And I could have just, work together with him to get through up to the top i'm just like screaming at him through the finish line and there's everyone looking just like yo move the fuck out of you slow piece of shit and i started just screaming at him yeah it's my I first front tire i love it yeah it's that was like funny because yeah formula one because formula one drivers they're mic'd up the whole time right so they're not really yeah they, they say out of pocket things but they can't really be themselves, right? Because I feel like if motorcycle riders, just motorcycle riders in general, not like like not even racers, just motorcycle riders in general, if they were mic'd up, half of us, half of the things that we all say would be in a psych ward. Because I'd be saying no question. No question. I I'd be talking in accents and I, like I like I'd be doing the dumbest shit underneath my helmet. You know? I would get arrested for like multiple hate crimes. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. For real, for real. Because <laughs> like, like, could, could you imagine like uh, being a, a random like, like, let's say Moto America just started uh, random mic ups, right? And they just mic up a random rider. You know how hard it is to keep your composure, like while you're racing. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'd be singing. I'd be singing. I'd be rapping my songs and like, and, and, and then to be like live and mic'd up. I don't know how those formula one racers do it, yo, to keep themselves yeah, calm. And I mean, to be honest, they're all, they're also talking to the team. That's yeah, main, that's they mainly, yeah, they're used, yeah. they're used to communicating with the team their whole entire life. After, after go-karting, you communicate, communicate with the team from when you're 16 years old yeah. until there. So you, they're used to it. We're not, we're used to having a pit board thrown out in the wall and says, that's your gap. So you can say whatever the hell you want. Yeah. You can say, oh, fuck you, that's not the gap. Yeah, like, you're right. wrong. It's a piece of this bitch. And like, that's how it is. Like, I can say whatever I want and just no one's going to hear me. Like, they're, they could be thinking whatever they're thinking, doing the right thing, and I could be screaming at them because they're wrong. But that's also the other end where it's like, you know, if you're trying to ask that, like, tell them something, when if you have to come in for a pit stop or, like, you have something wrong with the bike, you can't tell them. So it's like where F1, when they're mic'd up, you're like, hey, something's not feeling right. Like, fix this. Yeah. So there's the pluses and minuses. But I'd rather have it the way that we have it. Yeah, yeah. Where we could literally say whatever the hell we want and not yeah. not get doxxed for it. Exactly. But in, 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 in a professional sport like MotoGP, man, do you think do you think that it would benefit the sport if they had rider to team contact or would it just be a distraction? It would be a distraction. You need, sure. I think it's just easier where it's like, say something static happens. Like it's not like a team member's not trying to talk. No one's trying to ride. Like the rider's not trying to talk and some static happens and it just spooks and you're halfway through a corner. What's going to happen there. If you're really composed, yeah, you might not get affected, but 
say someone does and it crashes and causes a three rider crash like yeah for what not yeah. there was nothing wrong it wasn't a bike problem it wasn't anything is because your communications were wrong where yeah. in f1 you have four wheels like yeah sure if you lose your composure halfway through it you might go wide and not bump into someone and sure if it's open wheel you might crash into them but it's a you have a roll cage like dude like if you get spooked you might go move right high side yeah it's it's not like it's not the same as what the utter carnage yeah for sure yeah for sure so we have we have another question from isaac again it says your favorite bike you've raced and your dream bike for the future favorite bike i've raced by isaac again of course what's going on yeah um favorite bike i've raced I like my 600. Uh, I do like the a 600. R6. Yeah. I so I, I, a lot. have you ridden a ZX6R or a CBR 600? Or is it I've, just ridden a a, I've ridden a 2014 ZX6 before it was like this is 636. Right. I've ridden, it's really it. I, I rode like a 2005 Ben Spee's um, Jixer 600. Right. Like it, it wasn't anything special. It was like the right. Gen 1. Yeah. But like, like before when i hopped on i mean i rode the triumph moto 2 bike um dream bike i would like to love to ride is like it's not even like a moto gp bike i don't even care about I, like moto gp bikes i feel like it's almost too easy to ride like i mean sure it, it would be great to feel the power and it would be great to have the handling but like right. i could give a crap less about that i rather have like i love the triumph i love the the triple power or just how it sounds i love how it's like when i rode the triple up at uh loud and it was just fun but um, I think kind of just like uh, probably that Warhorse V4. You know, I'd love to try. I would love the Ducati or the BMW to ride. Yeah, that yeah, they're, they're two totally different machines. A V4 and an inline four. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so, did you watch MotoGP? Obviously, World Superbike. Uh, I watch MotoGP as much as possible. You know, like the only thing I really like the first round. I'll always watch like the first round. I watch it religiously. I'll keep up with every single session mm-hmm. and then like that because there's nothing going on like i'm not right. like it's it, it's like i'm looking forward to it like that's how right. it is with supercross sometimes like supercross motocross i watch like every like the first five races like first five to ten races because like nothing's going on that weekend so i'm like oh sick i can watch this but like uh-huh. over time i like watch like kind of the highlights um and like moto america is the only thing i'll watch like pretty much every session if possible yeah so just because i have all of my friends jersey who's yeah me too right yeah I, I, i'm yeah I, but i religiously watch every session of all of them british super mm-hmm. because i'm just that nerd right i'm just that that yeah. lover of the sport but uh, uh yeah it's it's uh who's your favorite moto gp rider good question um past or present it could be mick doing any loss or away, Randy, it don't Ooh, matter past yeah. or present um how about past and present? We'll do that. Okay, past and present. Past Nicky Hayden. Um, love it. Love, love Kentucky Bright. <laughs> yep, me too. Um, Valentino is also one of them. I, I can't forget Valentino. But present has to be Bender or Miller. I love Dude, the Eli, I love you even more. My man. Yes, dude. Yes, the KTM yes, boys. yes, yes. The KTM yes. boys are it. So, uh, what what about World Superbike? Because I know I, I I know Jules is chomping at the bit. So, World Superbike, let's hear it, Eli. I'm a big Top Rack fan. Let's go. There you let's go. go. Top Rack. Yep. 
That's top rack is sick. Boy. I hate Bautista. Yes. Can't I can't stand him. I can't stand Bautista either. No, or Ray. I'm not a big Ray. fan either. I cannot stand John. It is cool that it is cool that Sam Lowe's is going to race next year for the World Mark Street VVS yeah. team. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, that's going to be great. I, I, I think, think it's um, yeah. I think we're not. I like, I like Gerloff like racing. You know, cool. I I want to see. I've always like I didn't really like pay attention. I didn't watch really highlights until this year because like Gerloff I saw like last year. I was like, he got like third in this one race. I was like, what fucking races are they talking about? Like, is it like Moto America where it's like, I, I don't know where they're talking. And it was like third independent. I'm like. What do you mean? It's like, oh, that's ninth place on track, but he got third yeah. independent. I'm like, what is what? I went to go search this race to see him get third and be on the podium, but he's like, it's like consolation. Back in ninth. Yeah. So it's like, it's all confusing. I started figuring it out more this year. Like, it is. He's had some, he's had some eh, luck this year. Yes. Um, between him and Baz, it's like last round, I think him and Baz ended up together. It was like ninth and tenth or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It crashed or out some, together. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you know it's it's uh, man, BMW's doing so good here with the Tylers, you know. And over there, you see them. It's like I, I wonder. Obviously, it's a completely different machine, but there's, they're, they're definitely going to be a threat soon, though. Yeah, and, and then and then Top Rack going to be on BMW next year, which is going to yeah. be, uh, be a huge threat. Really good. Well, yeah, it's just like it's different now. Like over here, BMW is like one of the only. We don't even have a factory team over here anymore. We don't have a quote unquote factory team. They have factory support, but it's not a factory team. So it's right. like, you know, like where these guys, it's like their Yamaha team is pretty much factory. Like it's like they're they're more in touch. Like it's not they're not even a factory. They're still factory supported, but it feels it feels like in World Superbike, they're just they're just more in touch with them. So it's like Yamaha is going to have a lot more help. Kawasaki, like dude, we have no Kawasaki. Kawasaki suck here. No right. one even rides them in stock one thousand. So it's like. Kawasaki, how has a Kawasaki been competitive for the last seven, eight years up until now? Because the factory is actually helping them. They want to kind of just promote and keep on pushing that forward. Even the Honda, like the Honda's pretty freaking fast there. Yeah, it like is. you know, it's yeah. like, and now the BMW probably doesn't. It doesn't seem like the top BMW team has that same support. Like. As Lavono, yeah. Yeah, now we're here. That BMW has Alpha, which isn't the factory, but it's Alpha, yeah. where they're just kind of like pushing and pushing and pushing more development onto this team where Attack's kind of been at the same plateau. Don't get yeah. me wrong, their plateau is amazing, but their plateau yeah. of their bike has been here. Our yeah. bike has worked for Cambodia. Our bike has worked for Hayes. Our bike has worked for so many, so long that why would we change it you know we can make small changes they made like their transmission change this year but it's like these guys on bmw thrown in swing arms they're throwing in swing arms left and right they're like constantly innovating yeah so it's like and even with the the ducati boys like the ducati that's like a fact there's factory support for that they had factory riders come over and try it and they're bringing over italian uh mechanics with them and crew chiefs yeah so it's like that's a fact where it's like i i guess it's I think that's why World Superbike's kind of interesting to watch. It, it is too, and also man, to, to to bring a point back is that uh, I think Kawasaki and look, I probably used to be here in America too, right? But I think all that's got to come down to budget, right? So they want to budget their 
racing program for Johnny Ray, which was the dominant guy in World Superbike. Because let me let's just face it, World Superbike is the dominant Superbike class in the world, right? You got World Superbike and you got Moto America, Australian Superbike, and all these, and all the best people go to World Superbike. So um, I think a lot of it has to do with cost of money, man. What I wouldn't give to see factories back in moto america we need it like aprilia and kawasaki and suzuki you know not taking anything away from m4 or, or vision wheel of course you know like you said they're factory supported, supported but they're not yeah. full on fledged factory with the factory people from overseas there you know speaking 35 different languages and all that snazzy jazz shit you know mm -hmm. putting all their effort into it so yeah, you got we a guy that. named you got a guy named Fred working on your bike. Like that's that's just that's it. It's, got, it's Fred down the street, dude. He works right. on motorcycles. <laughs> that's it. Joe Smoke. Yeah, it's not like Tazaki Tazaki Akuno. It's like some random like guy that's straight that from the factory in uh, Suzuki. So I don't know. It's just like I don't know. I it's think just, uh, the game changed. Work what really needs to happen is uh, we need more uh, international collaborations, right? So um, it starts with the riders. So, you know, we've had Tony Elias, Hector Barbera, uh, uh, Loris Baez, Daniel Petrucci, you know, that, that that's cool. That, that's cool and all. But uh, what about like international uh, promotions? Like, like what if, like, like what, what if Moto America, Moto America did a, did a uh, collaboration with like BSB or something, you know, so, so, something like that. It, it, it can happen. I don't know exactly how, but it can definitely happen um, if if they just sit down and like talk about it. Because I feel like if if we can if we can just start mixing up talents here, not only does it make us better, but it makes the sport of of Moto America more you know uh, approachable. Because a lot of people across the pond are watching BSB, but like yeah. a lot of people on this side of the pond. Aren't really watching Moto America like that, at least not yet. So I'm just yeah, like, sure. man, like it, it, it all comes down to how how you're promoting. Because once once promotion goes down, then the money comes in. Once the money comes in, the bracing gets more competitive. Uh, the more people will want to watch. You know, um, I, I think MA is doing a pretty decent job so far, but I feel like there's definitely much more that that, that they can do. I mean, I mean, for for us to be getting riders who have competed in a, in, a, in a world level to come here and compete, like that's great. But I feel like we could keep pushing the envelope just a little bit more, you know. Yeah, yeah it is we'll cool though. There. It is cool yeah. to see, like, you know, Petrucci. It does show where we are at because, like, Petrucci over here, he didn't win the championship, but like, he's pretty damn close. And like, it's funny to yeah. watch him over in the World Superbike, where it's like everyone's jazzed up because he just got a podium. So we're like, shit, what what does this put us at? So. Right. I mean, we need more Americans over there, man. We really do. That's one of our downfalls is we're just in America. We're, we're barely over anywhere. Of course, yes, we have Roberts, right, in SDK. Um, mm -hmm. Big shout out to them boys. But, uh, man, that's it. Other than that, man, we don't. But they, but to be honest, they're doing – Bobier went over there and did better than all of them, which is like – That's true. Now he's back here doing yeah. the same thing. The same thing he did before he left. He's doing the same thing he did before he left. Winning. That's what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like facts. Now kind of that took away that fun factor of watching Moto Two. Like I, I, I love watching Moto Two still, but it's like I always watch for that fact. Like oh, dude, we have Bobby over there. Like you know, will he do good this weekend? Will he don't? Will he? Eh, you know, but like now it's just like okay, Sean's like. 
what Joe's even struggling. He used to be top, like, even on the team that he's on right now, he should be a top 10 guy consistently, and he's yeah. not. Not. <laughs> you, you know, I, uh, I, I always told Chris, and I've told everybody and pinned the gas that I'm throwing my whole bank at Sean Dillon Kelly because I'm, like, really banking on him to, to be the, the, the it guy. I also want to bring up the, uh, the Garrett Gerloff uh, conspiracy. Chris, with, with the whole Rossi and Gerloff doing really well in practice, and Rossi was like, hey, get actually, off my bike. Yeah, I'm, I'm hey, I feel COVID. good. Let yeah. me get my bike back. Good. Mm-hmm. good. It, yeah. It, okay, well, let me, let, well let, let me just explain the conspiracy anyway. So remember when Valentino Rossi had uh, had COVID, so yeah, he had to be out for two weeks, and Garrett Gerloff took that seat and started doing practice times for him, right? Mm-hmm. And Garrett Gerloff was cracking some really good times. And then just out of nowhere, out of the blue, Rossi's like, "Hey, I'm clear to race. I'm, I'm, I'm healed up. Let's go. Let's do this." And I was like, "Oh, that, that is very funny." What to year me. was that though? Was that 21, Chris, or 20? That was going to be his last race ever, though, right? No, because yeah. this was when Rossi was still in factory Yamaha. I, I think this yeah, was 20. factory Yamaha. Yeah, like, like that was that was Patronus. They did yeah. a Patronus. Uh, I thought I think he filled in for the Patronus. No, no, he, he did Garrett. film for Patronus, but he did – no, yeah, yeah, Chris, it, it, it was the later half of 2020, yeah, like 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 when, when the season came yeah. back on. And then that's when Mir won the title. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was trying yeah, to yeah. think. Like, yeah, because I, I was yeah. thinking if it was like – if he filled in for his Patronus ride during Valencia, I remember that. Like, I remember he did it at Valencia. I didn't know if it was the factory Yamaha or Patronus because, like, if it was his last race ever, yeah, I understand why. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, that's interesting. yeah. I, I think it was when when both Mav and and Rossi were still on the uh, the factory team, because I, I I always thought that baffled me. I was like I was like, oh shoot, Garrett, Garrett's probably going to do good on this, uh, do do decent on on like come race time, come qualifying, come race time. And all of a sudden, Rossi just comes back from COVID, like like the god he is. And I was just like, all right, okay, I guess. So see you, Garrett. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, you know, man, we need an American in Moto GP. We need one in Moto Three. We need an American Moto Three team. We need, you know, I agree. So you I know, agree. we just got to come up with the budget. But we need, then again, we need that outside sponsorship. You know, hence only fans like Josh Heron has that. But we need like Target or Disneyland. Imagine if Disneyland sponsored a, a Moto Three American dude, race team, right? Could you um, imagine a Target Moto like Moto GP team? That's like what I'm American saying. Oh, just team. you know what? We need or that Jordan. more here in Moto America is what we need. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, come on, bro! We you have all the money in the freaking world, and Michael yeah. Jordan loves motorcycles. He's too busy, too busy funding jails, man. So he he ain't got time for Moto America no more, man. Nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, could, could you imagine a Jordan BMW MotoGP team? Like, that would be with the logo. Be sick. Yeah, it would be sick, dude. It really. Who would. are we? Who are we throwing up there? If 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 Jordan said, "Hey, I'm coming up with a MotoGP team next year," who are we throwing up there? Because we have to pick oh, yeah. somebody. Oh yeah. If it's a BMW, if it's a BMW, it's Bobier. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be Bobier. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Who, who, who and, is, he who knows the track. and he knows all the tracks. He does know all the tracks. Yeah. What about his teammate? Gigi? Garrett Gorilla? Probably Garrett. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. Garrett. Yeah. If we get him to come back. 
But we don't want him to come back. We want Garrett over there in World Superbike, man. That's we're over we, there. We, we need, need somebody. To, we need, we need yes, somebody we need over more there. people over there. Like we have yes. a whole bunch of Americans here, like riding. Nobody like, else nowhere, right? Yeah. yeah, but Chris, if Jordan came out with a BMW Moto GP team next year, you don't want GG to be with Cam B. Listen, I would love it, man. But again, dude. We need somebody over there in World Superbike. We need we need somebody in British Superbike. So, so throw Jay Gagne up there. Man, Gagne ain't going nowhere. Gagne going to stay over there. Gagne's yeah, Gagne's been, been over there. He's yeah, he's been in World Superbike. Yeah, I mean he was on, on a Honda. Was on a Honda, but yeah, Nikki Hayden's teammate too. As a matter of fact, if my memory serves right, wasn't he Nikki mm-hmm. Hayden's teammate at one time? Um, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean yeah. PJ was over there too, but PJ like, Jacobson PJ was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we we need some, you know, fresh blood, man. Fresh, yeah, fresh face. L- like, listen, listen, I, I got it. L- let's take uh all our friends from Junior Cup, man. Let's put them over there in, in the Junior Cup and British Superbike and World Super Sport, and uh, yeah, you know, let them rip Bring around. Them. Yeah, oh, raise them up the over there for sure. Yeah, it would be, man. Yeah, Jamie so Morgan. listen, listen. We can send like Rocco away. Like, <laughs> go, yeah. just go. Let's like, dude, we'll send you like a bowl of candy with you and go. His, his favorite, I think, what would he say? Reese's, Reese's cups, or something like that. Yeah, just give him a whole Probably. bunch of Reese's cups, so he'll roll something. with it. Reese's yeah, cups something. is great, but it's definitely not my favorite. So, what bike are you building next year? Uh, we we have a question. Oh, um, I'm probably gonna be sticking with my bikes, just the same 400s and 600s. Um, maybe have something that works for Moto America. That would be the plan, but. I'm not sure. I'm going to cut, I mean, you know, to be honest, I'm going to take it how it comes. And, you know, if something happens for next year, I do good this year. And Colin wants to do something next year, then maybe we'll do it. And uh, I'll represent Barcon. And maybe we something, if it doesn't, I get it because I know he just does not want to be kind of the, in charge of a team right now, which yeah. that's why I kind of faded away this year. And that's what we're doing, what we're doing right now. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I'm just gonna stick with what I got. I'll race the, um, I'll race locally, and you know, if it, nothing happens at Moto America, like for a, a ride, then maybe I'll just stay local, ride more woods, and have fun, do the same thing. Does it does it feel uh, does it feel uh, this is probably a really obvious answer, but does it feel like less pressure doing like the the more local stuff versus like trying to hunt for something in Moto America? Yeah, it's just more boring. In my in my opinion, it's just boring. I, I love the community. I love being at Loudon with the family, but I just the riding is kind of boring. I've always been like a solo rider at Loudon. I've always had to push myself. I've had to like I've always had to race a the clock there. And you know, when I started on the six hundred I had some competition, which is awesome and I still do, uh, whenever it depends on the race. But like, you know, I kinda just wanna move away from it in time you know i'll still come back and hang out with the family but i rather race different tracks i rather travel the country and race which i don't have the budget for but maybe if i do something and you know the classic probably helped put my name out there a little bit and you know kind of just keep on stepping my way up there so i can do it and make it possible make the dream come a reality for sure isn't that kind of what uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that kind of what JD Beach does? Which is why so I like he's JD's a he, he was a flat he's a flat tracker, but JD is like a big. Um, he's all he's he's done. He's chased the dream. I don't think he was a big local rider, 
I think he just oh, came okay. out and chased Moto America. He did the Red Bull Rookies Cup. Yeah, right. Um, he did, yeah. So like he wasn't he wasn't affected by that budget. Believe I believe he was just oh, affected okay. by okay. overtime. There's more money he can make in flat track. So you can you can make so much more. You can make way much more money in flat. We don't make any money road racing. There's no yeah, money to yeah. be made. There's only like three people that get paid in Moto America. That's I agree. A with fact. That. <laughs> that's a fact. No, that's a fact. And and yeah. you know it, it's such a sad thing that a lot of people don't realize that man. They'll 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 see the oh. TV and they're like, I wonder how much money he's getting paid. I, nothing. Everyone believes he's paying. Rider, yeah, everyone yeah. believes that like people get free rides. All these people up in Loudon thought Ben and T get free rides. No, like wake up, T's no. ride M4 ride is not free. No, it it's is not, not free. No. He had four people put up five figures I each. Facts. And, and, That's uh, a fact. Yeah, six figures to pay ride for M4. We know this from Sam Lockoff. It was two hundred fifty thousand dollars for Sam Lockoff. He God, got a little Jesus. bit of a discount, but like, dude, everyone's like, and I'm glad he got it. You know, you still Me have too. to be fast enough. You still have to be fast enough to get the opportunity. But like, you do. Once you get that opportunity, it's more of like, okay, so are you willing to throw up over a hundred thousand dollars to ride for ten rounds, nine rounds? I forgot Shit. what it was, but like. Dude, you're paying over ten grand a weekend just to That's... be on a bike. Eli, so it's like hundred percent, dude. hundred percent. So I've and my dad's always been super real with me. Uh, Eric's always yeah. been super real with me. He's always been a very, you know, it's, I say harsh father, but at times he's just a harsh reality guy. You know, like dude, yeah. you're never. I'm not paying for a ride. If you get offered a ride, I'm not paying for it. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. That's... When all these kids pay for their rides. When there's two categories in Moto America, there's the privateers, or not, I'll start off first. There's two categories. If you pay for a ride, you're put under the paid category. If you are a rider that just shows up and do what, does what I do, I'm just on a category of someone that has a possibility to maybe get a ride and see what the future is. If you pay for a ride, all these other teams know what you pay. The word gets out, everyone knows Quick. what you pay, yep. and you're known that. Hey, this person's willing to throw money. We'll give them an offer because they pay. So then that keeps on going. It keeps on adding up. And maybe it'll be a little bit cheaper the next year, but like it keeps on adding and keeps on adding and keeps on adding. Like that's why like rodeo probably will never get a ride because they know that rodeo has his own base. Kevin will keep, will take Gus all the way until he's on a freaking RSV four. And then he'll have a full super bike team out of their house. Facts. And because they wow. know that he puts that effort in, but say like Ben and T, the local two kids like we have, they know they pay for rides. They know that these guys are willing and they're able to get the money to pay for rides and say they might have it, say they might they might not, but like, dude, they're going to pay. They're going to fork up the money if you throw them a good deal. Yeah. So Whether, whether always, it's getting a second mortgage on the house or whatever it is, man. A lot of people yeah, make exactly. a lot of sacrifices. <laughs> Make it, and, and you know the, the the shitty part about this double edged sword too, man. Is you like what he just said? You fork out, you know, fifty thousand dollars. You agree on four races, and that could just be like, nah. After two races, you're done. That's it, right? And you're you're just you're, that's it. You're done. You paid for four, but, but you're out. Exactly. Which, I think like I don't know what happened with Ben's deal this year. I'm not 100 percent sure, so I'm not gonna throw it out there. But like, dude, he he got on the rodeo team. I'm not sure what anything was. I don't know if he paid. I'm not sure, but. I know, like, a Robum team, he paid for Robum. So it's like, okay, dude, you did two, one race at Daytona, and you're done. 
Like, what did you pay for the full season? Are you going to get the money back? Like, I'm not sure because I don't know any of this. But like, dude, you had an injury that, yeah, it's a, it's a scary injury. Um, didn't seem a lot on TV, but he had some under waist injury that got ripped and um, kind of. I think that scared him, and he did. He did the Loudon Classic, but like he kind of just stepped away from an America this year. But like, what does that do? Like, you kind of open up a spot for Rocco to get on that team, and now, what did your money that you paid this year cover Rocco's ride, or was it just like you know you don't know? But it's just like I don't know. It's weird, you know. Eli, this is the politics of the sport that a lot of people man. don't understand. Man, I well, get it. I know, but it's it's yes. I'm glad we're talking about this because yeah. listen, we've never talked about like what well, we have, but not like this, right? Where people can actually grasp the real deal. I'm one of the only people that know it because my dad's always taught me that. It's yeah, like, it's, dude. It's seriously, dude, Jules. It's crazy, man. It's it's people. They fork out so much money to get these right. He's right. There's probably only three. In the in yeah. the paddock that are physically Ganya getting gets paid. paid for the ride. Ganya, Ganya gets paid. Um, Ganya gets paid. Cam Peterson. Actually, no, it's more than three. It's uh, Ganya Peterson gets paid. It might not be a lot. Bobia gets paid a Bobier's good amount. Sure. Yeah, paid. they probably threw the bag at Bobia. And Bobia <laughs> gets around from what I heard three hundred a year. So, um, Bobia gets paid. I don't believe Corey's getting paid. I don't, I don't believe PJ's so. getting paid much, and if he's getting paid, it's a little. Uh, Richie, maybe thirty might grand, be getting maybe. paid. <laughs> yeah, like Rob, uh, Josh is definitely getting paid. Bobby's yeah. got big money at HBSK. Yeah. yeah. Um. Chavi yeah. and Pierre are getting paid. Uh Chavi. He's, he's probably getting a little bit. Yeah, he's probably yeah. getting yeah. paid. He'll obviously come over to this country. Yeah, he's probably getting paid. Yeah. Um, but the majority. But, yeah, the majority yeah, of no. people like. Yeah. Like you look at like Tyler Scott, like yeah, the kid's probably gonna have a super bike ride next year. And he's he paid for the first year on M4, he paid big money last year. Um, this year I think he got he might have not paid, I'm not sure. But um, you know, because you got a, a discount different yeah. side. Yeah. yeah, you'll you'll get discounts probably every year. Yeah, but yeah. like I don't know, it's 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 a stupid little system that we have to do it's not stupid because it is what it is we you gotta pay for what we do i mean it, it sucks you know what eli though back, back in the day dude it wasn't like that back in the ama no. superbike you know everybody was getting paid dude everybody mm -hmm. was getting paid but that's when there was big money and big sponsorships and you know we had full houses and all, all that good stuff that goes along with it but unfortunately it's just not like that today i mean i can make money that's the thing that's why i race locally i can i make money every year racing like, I'm blessed enough to have an opportunity where it's like every weekend I can make $2,500 a weekend locally racing, mm -hmm. where it's just like it adds up over time. Like, Moto America, it's like I don't – I've made it to a point where, like, I don't have to waste money to go race Moto America. That's why I only do the two local ones because, like, I'm going to – I can – there's an opportunity for me to make money there instead of spend money to not – to break even or just – still right. lose money like i can go to like atlanta and maybe break even but what's the point of going to atlanta where i can be up making fifteen hundred dollar profit on a weekend of the right. right versus spending fifteen hundred dollars just to get there and yeah right, it's the same thing stefano yeah. did that's the same thing yep. stefano did so stefano would only do the local rounds that he, he knows he can make money 
and Pirelli would pay him to set track records all over the country. Pirelli would talk to him, yo, I want you to go to this track, set a track record, here's some money. So it's like, you know, that's it, it, it's kind of the Stefano route that I go. I go for money. I go, and it's a shitty way to say it, but like, I don't, I race. No, for it's money. not. That's it's the it truth. Is. It's not, it's not yeah. shitty, Eli. It's the truth, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Facts. So, and then I, that's why I race the wood stuff. That's the fun part. I know I'm not going to make money racing wood, so I go out there and have fun. But that's good training. Yeah. I, I guess that, that, that makes the, uh, the whole Tony Elias thing make more sense, right? Because I'm pretty sure Tony Elias was paying for that ride. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he was Tony was some just, money. Yeah, for sure. I paid a shit ton of money for that ride. Tony was, well, I believe Tony was also bringing Honos with them. So Which I mean, actually, Richie, Richie was bringing Richie was Richie. also bringing Honos. Yes, Honos. Yes. So, um, it's like, you know, I think Tony wasn't even bringing. I I don't know how much money Tony was bringing, if anything. I don't pay attention to that, but like. You're bringing a name with you. You're bringing back the, okay, Elias is back. And the fact that Tony Elias thought he would come back and be competitive is funny. It's just (laughs) completely hilarious. He thinks he was going to come back and be that fast. But, like, even by the end of his time racing in Moto America, he wasn't that competitive. He was still up. He he would be up in the top five. But it's like, dude, what do you want? Like, you're going to come – when you were racing here, you had no cam anymore. You just had – when was this last year race in 2020? He won the championship? No. No, 2019. I would have said 20. Yeah. Oh. Well, we won a championship in 2017. Yeah, I was going to say 2017. With the Suzuki team, Yoshimura. Yeah. Yep. So, like, don't get me wrong. You didn't have what you have now. You don't have. Think about it. The top five stack. You got Heronov V4. You got. Gagne, you got Bobier, you got Peterson, you got Jacobson, Jacobson, Schultz, Schultz, you got everyone. So it's like you got a lot of people. Like if you're somewhat close to them, you should be pretty happy. But like the fact that you could tell he was out of it, and you were telling he was getting humbled real quick. Yeah, it's like the fact that Posh came out first round and did better than him all season. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think too, Eli, when he had that those two one off rides with Yamaha, and he actually got on the podium on one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously built his confidence up, right? But but yeah. you're not on a Yamaha. You're you're going back on a Suzuki, which is a completely different motorcycle, right? The and way it's bike, set up. Yeah. Yeah, and the bike's not even close to the way that when you used to ride it. That's not close. Like there's a whole different. I think the bike changed a lot in the last few years. Oh, I'm sure it has. Yeah, especially oh, yeah. when it comes yeah. to race bikes, for sure, 110. Yeah. From Yoshi to M4, uh, Vision Wheel, like it's just oh man, Suzuki. I, I, as someone who loves Suzuki, it's it's been it's been hurting. It's been hurting for me, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, really it's, 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 okay, what? Richie's been doing good though lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. Really good. Yeah. It, it's cool to see Richie doing what he's doing, but it's like, man, how how much more patience? Because I, I, I again, I, I could be wrong, but. For me, I feel like there's so much more to to Richie than what that bike is giving him. Uh, you know, you never know. I mean, he did it on a Cowie. When he was on that Cowie, yeah. that bike was not worth I mean, the bike is – the Cowie is not that good for a 600. I mean, like, the, they got it to work. 
but you can see how much he was struggling on the thing, like handling wise, like he was able to make it work against Suzuki. So he should be able to make this thing work. Facts. He has a team around him. He has a full team around him. He, I mean, he made that Suzuki 600 work at the, at what is called that um, Daytona this year. So, you know, it's like, it was a 600 obviously, but like obviously the 1000 is a little bit different than the animal, but, they've had more years working on and more time on that 1000 than they do on the 600s. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword, but you know, I believe that they have, he was a solo rider for half the rest or a few rounds this year. They had two full, um, T uh, 1000 teams that could focus on one rider to help them make it better. So I think that it's just, those guys up front, those top three that are beating him are just that much more in tune and he's still trying to figure it out. Well, he's not doing a bad job, dude. So No, no, he's Let doing me, great. He's doing good. Look at him. I think I think uh, hopefully by next season he'd definitely be you know competitive and, and, and yeah. with those top guys. And you gotta remember he's injured too. He he's coming he, he was, got yeah. injured yeah. he got injured at the classic. Um he crashed two times at the classic, so he was pretty beat up after that. So he came points. back and he was doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. How it was fun. But anyway, gentlemen, we, we we've kind of reached the uh the hour forty mark. I don't want to keep Eli here too too long because I knew he's got some golfing to do. Um <laughs> but but so I, I say we should we should close out soon, but before we do that, man, you know, Eli, is, is, is there anything you like to say? Is you know, shout out anybody, sponsors or whatnot? Yeah, I just like thank you guys for letting me come on. It's awesome. First time I really had a podcast where it's just like you know just chilling, talking about Moto America outside of what I do. So it's kind of fun. Uh, so yeah, just like thank everyone who supports me. You know, they all know who they are. My parents, and um, I can go for a whole list, but you know, Barcon Racing, Team ECB Racing, Barcon. the whole crew. Uh, yeah, Colin's been a huge help, and I can't wait. If, at Pittsburgh and Jersey, we'll have the Barcon pit back. And uh, I know they took be a hiatus from Moto America, but we'll be back and uh, be back and stronger than ever. So, yeah, got to thank everyone. Motor Race, Michelin Tires, Dunlop for helping me out on the 400s, Behringer Brakes, Anthem Leathers. Yeah, I, have the, I can have this list go on forever. But to everyone, thank you guys so much. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys again for having me on. Dude, yeah. thank you, thank you for being on. Uh, I gotta apologize for my lateness, but you know, th- right. th- thank you so much for being here, man. I, I as 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 a fan, I've learned a lot from 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 this one. It was very knowledgeable on my end. Good. Yeah, you know, Good. the older the older riders, or the not the older riders, but I'm probably well, I'm still one of the younger ones, but I'm <laughs> the older ones, and I'm one of the older ones in junior cup. So you know, I've. I've learned things over time from just seeing things and, you know, I, I'm going to be the, I'm pretty much the grandpa of the class right now. So I had to take over. <laughs> oh no. What happened? Oh, there we go. All we're right. back. We're back. We're I'd back. Take we over, I'd take, yeah. To take over for Cody Wyman. So uh, now I got the grandpa role. 
That's awesome. Yeah, man. Listen, Eli, it's an honor to have you on for sure. I know, man, you've been talking for a while and it's something that, yeah, we'll have you back on again for sure. Um, We'll do a Facebook live video for sure. But listen, before we get off here, uh, everybody that watched got to enter a drawing. I just did. I just did the drawing to win two stickers for free. So Hank Miller, I know you sent me a message said you got off here. So I'm gonna send you a message. Congratulations, you won two of our new stickers. Congratulations. Of course, Eli, you got some coming to you in a shirt too. As soon as I get them in. And uh, yeah, everybody, yeah. listen, everybody that watches, everybody that supports us, everybody that comments, man, thank you so much. I love every single one of you guys. I know I say it. All the time, and I really mean it. Oh, Everybody yeah. here, I, I do. It's such an honor to be able to do this and connect with all these fast people like Eli and everybody else and become friends. And yeah, Eli, I can't wait to see you in Jersey, man. I just want you to know it's gonna be a big old hug. Yeah, man, for sure. 110%, man. And uh yeah, I appreciate everybody watching for sure. Thank you. And you already know where you guys can find me at and Jules at, right? Um yeah, we on Facebook, we on Instagram, bro. We on sure. too. Yo, did y'all see the new shirt Chris has on? Uh, he's wearing the shirt backwards, I think. But uh, listen, listen. Uh, funny story. I told Eli this. So look, look. Yes, this morning, the the lady I have here locally is gonna make me some shirts. She's a friend, right? So she hits me up last night. She's like, "Hey, I'm gonna bring you something by at the work tomorrow." I was like, I was "Super excited." Okay, so she brings me some. Uh, some stickers in this shirt, which is too big. It's an extra large, but it's huge. Right. But on the front of it, it's just black. So she, this is on the back. And of course, well on this sleeve. Right. So I was, I told Eli, I was like, you know what? You're the only one that knows this. I'm sure Jules might figure it out in my mind, but I have my shirt on backwards. Just well, you know, with that shirt, since it's a little bit messed up, you can have all the people sign it with a silver marker. When you go to Mode America, listen, I was, that's a great idea. Because yeah. I was thinking about doing something with the first ever new logo shirt, right? So that's that's a great idea. I have everybody sign it, and then at the end of the year, we'll do one big mega podcast, and I'll, I'll give it away. So somebody at the yeah. end of the year for our last podcast of 2023 will win this shirt signed by Eli and Avery and Jillian and, man, everybody. It's, it's going to be full. Yeah, yeah. It's Well, it's an extra large, so if not, you can just hang it on your wall or whatever. So, yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. Appreciate it. But anyway, man, we, we appreciate you, Eli, for being on here. Oh, yeah. And, yes, uh, thank you. Just chopping up some knowledge with us, uh, us getting to know you better. And as Chris said, we would love to have you back uh, towards the end of the season where nobody's really doing anything. Yeah. So, you know, with that being said, thank you, everybody who tunes in, who comments. Um, We hear you. We hear you. We see you guys. We acknowledge you. And we talk to you guys all the freaking time, especially Chris. We appreciate all the all the criticisms, all, all the knowledge that you're allowed to, to spit on our page. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to hit us up. Comment on the Facebook page down below and just keep engaged with the community because that's what we love. Uh, until then, I am Jules, Cool Jules, Postanis. That is Chris, the whole effing show, Simcoe, and my man, Killer Rain, Eli Block. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace out. Hang on, Eli. Stay on here for a second. Yep.